When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Season two of the Pat and JT podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time, always gonna be the best. Come out. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. There are certain people that are, you know, you follow online, maybe they're your friends or whatever, that they've, it's their job to inspire you. Like it's their, they give, they've taken that role on themselves to inspire you, to throw out little nuggets, words of the day, whatever. What do they call those posters? Those inspirational no, I can't oh, say it on a, a podcast. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> IMHO. Some of them you're like, I see through your BS and I know you're not. Just shut up. Um, so Hang in I, there, little kitty. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like maybe I'm kind of that person for Uh-oh. some people. Uh, I don't try to be, but oh. got a text that said, and I don't think it says whose name. Uh, nope. No name. That's okay. okay. Uh, it says, saw this recipe for spam fries and thought of you, Pat. Aww. And it's a link. And, I, you know, I just like to, I like to inspire people. Holy cow. Does that look good? I did, what? I think I saw that on TikTok. It, that looks fantastic. And, I, you know, if I inspire people with my actions, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, yes, this is, thank you whoever texted this in. This is amazing. It's just slices of spam and it looks like it's rolled in like an Italian breadcrumb yeah, and air fried. So. Holy so. mackerel. Mm, isn't that amazing? So, I guess follow me for more recipe ideas. <laughs> um, I How? will say that I, this weekend, or yesterday, <laughs> my, my version of food prepping is not the healthy version that most people would imagine <laughs> um, that you do when you do food prepping. So, I made, um, okay, first off, taquitos. I found a recipe by accident. I've made them now probably three times that I've made them. And it's, it's canned chicken. It's cheese, sharp I think cheddar. We talked about Did this, I talk last about week, this right? Yeah. And that, and so I, I made a bunch of them, and you can freeze them. Yeah. And then you can grab them, throw them in the air fryer from frozen. It's genius. Piece of cake. And then I also did some bacon wrapped um, jalapeno poppers. Oh, um, lo- and, and frozen. That was the thing is that you can freeze these. I love a jalapeno popper. And I'm like, okay, let's yeah. get after it. Because then you throw them on the grill from frozen, you're absolutely fine. Delish. Delicious. Yes, absolutely delish. So love, that's what's in my, <laughs> my refrigerator. Right love now. a jalapeno popper. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Some taquitos and some poppers. That's so, I'm very heavy on the cream cheese right now. Yeah. Eh, eh. Just slap it, slather it right on my hips. I don't care. Whatever. Go ahead and say whatever you want to. I really don't care. Slather it. <laughs> Where's our comment? I got to mark that down. That's the name of our pie. Slather it right on my hips. Oh my God. You said slather, right? Slather. That okay. is the word. Thank you. Okay. Um, so we are, did you have more to add to that too, by the way? Uh, no, other than I'm going to do it. Okay. Good enough. <laughs> um, um, as we sit, I believe, let me pull up the calendar. Uh, we are what? Four weeks from this weekend. Is it really? First Husker game? Mm-hmm. Yep. Four weeks from Friday. Or Saturday. It's on the 27th? Is that the first 27th. game? It's on the Saturday, the 27th. So yep. four weeks from this Saturday. It's almost here. So we're going to reiterate this a couple more times for you so you can get in on the deal. The Big Red Fan Club, which supports not only Nebraska football players, but the Team Jack Foundation. 
and they have at least 24 Husker players that are taking part in this experience. And it, it basically is for fans who want to be a part of this. They can join the club, get a fan pass. Um, a lot of fan passes. I think the sale is live now. There were a lot of waitlisted members that got to get in last Wednesday, and the public sale started on Friday, I think right. is how it went. But um, really, I mean, it's, it's a hell of a deal Oh man, it's across just, the board, right? It's just a great idea and cool. If, if you're a, a, any level of Husker fan, to have access like we do now with NIL to some of these players, and these guys are giving us the, um, the platform to do it, it's so cool. It is. They've got giveaways every month. They've got raffles for uh, members only. They've got players uh, that are taking part in one-on-ones. They've got all kinds of things where you can get a chance to uh, interact with some of these players and get closer to them. And, and uh, the, the player, it's player-led. That's the other thing that's really cool. All three of the guys that are founders, current college students, one of them's a Husker football player. So there you go. Website is bigredfanclub.com to get more information. Talk about a great birthday present or Christmas present for somebody. Oh, my God. That's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, geez. That's a great idea. Be amazing. Pay for the whole year. Hook them up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that would be fantastic. You would like that. Oh, man. I would love that. Drop a hint. Are you kidding me? Yeah. (laughs) Um, We had a a pretty wild Friday. Beth and I did. Oh, no. She had a work party, uh, like a picnic or whatever. Um, and that was during the day, um, you know, drinking, barbecuing, whatever. <laughs> um, and then it was just, a, it was just a weird day all in all. So we get home and got home. She got home later than she wanted to. I got home later than I wanted to. I'm like, you know what? We're just going to go, let's go F it up somewhere for food. <clears> right. Great. So we're going to go to Taco Bell. Oh no. That, that's, that's like go to, but the line was, the line was long and we sat in line for 10 minutes and hadn't moved. I'm like, we can't do this. Went back home and then we're like, oh, you know what? Forget it. Let's go get little Caesars. So... Might as well. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> so we have, there's a, a street that goes between Harrison and that little area, what, like Millard Avenue and Q, that little cluster mm-hmm. after that pizza. We call that Taco Road because it's like a shortcut for us to Taco Bell. But it's also a shortcut to Little Caesars. So we're driving down the road <laughs> and we're going north, two lanes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, north, south. We're going north and there's traffic. I mean, it's pretty busy traffic. And you notice like pulling up, going up to an intersection without a stop sign, but there's a place where cars can go through. And we noticed the car coming towards us and the car behind it goes out around it up on the the sidewalk. And like the person that they went around, like swerves toward them, like trying to block um, them. I don't know. (laughs) They didn't like trying to hit them, trying to, trying to nudge them or something. So, and then the person that went around comes back down the street and stops just past the intersection and she opens her car door. I assumed, as did Beth, that they hit, they made contact and they hit and they were going to get out and whatever. Exchange, exchange information. Nicely exchange information. It was about a 20-year-old girl who was driving and went up on the curb and it was a 35, 40-year-old mm-hmm. man in the <clears throat> SUV. And couldn't hear what she was saying, but she got out and she <coughs> kind of put her hands up in the air like this. He gets out of the car, charges her and hits her. <gasps> Dexter? Dexter? Around her neck, her like uh, like a horseshoe kind of thing, yeah. right? And went like and just jammed his hand into her throat and pushed her back. And I'm like, I like first I couldn't believe this was happening in the middle of it was five thirty. Yeah. And so instant, just you know, I, I I've never been in a fight in my life. I've never I'm not an aggressive person <laughs> at all. But there's just something when you see like something like that, you just yeah. like you just forget about everything. You're like, you, this girl's in the middle of the street. You got to make a decision. Yeah. So, um, but again, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to go out and confront an idiot, but I'm not going to let that happen to her again in the middle of the street. I have no idea what she did. Maybe she was an absolute bead. Who knows? But there's no excuse to hit her and hit a girl or anybody for that matter, but whatever. So 
Well, there Beth and I roll our windows there might be down. A couple. Well, like a, we'll, we'll put those in the description we'll of the podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Beth and I both roll our windows down, and we're ironically oh God, enough. Here we go. <laughs> ironically enough, we are on the phone in like speakerphone in our in her car with somebody from her work. Oh my God! Like some a girl a girlfriend of hers. And we didn't even think about that. As soon as this happened, windows went down and we both started, this guy was coming at her again and right. Like just like he was like eyes rolled back in his head, like, yeah, you know, and she kind of st- stepped back and he was coming at her. And at that point, screaming out the window, back, stay away from her, back up. Don't yeah. get back in your car. There were some F-bombs. being thrown. <laughs> And he started walking towards our car. And I'm like, and of I just, course. all I did was grab my phone. I'm like, dude, I like this. And he, he stopped. Like that, he kind of looked like, and he kept going kind of back towards her car. And I'm like, get the F back in your car. And so he did. He went and got in his car and took off, got pictures of his license plate and Good. whatever. But um, we pulled over off of the side of the road and called 911 mm-hmm. and put her in contact, whatever. And police never didn't come out, but she had to call another number to file a report and whatever. So, um, but what was weird, what was crazy to me was that there was... We counted in the pictures mm-hmm. behind, behind us, there was at least five or six cars. Yeah. And behind them, there were five cars that were stacked mm-hmm. up. Not one other person did anything. Not window was not a window mm-hmm. rolled down. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't expect people to go out and, you know, fight somebody, no. but nobody. And even when it was done, no one, a guy pulled his car around her car and took off. And like not one person Stopped did anything. Nothing. Maybe, you know, we were there. We pulled off behind her. So I'm sure you don't need a village to do it. But I know. It, it surprised mm. me that even the people behind him, when they saw him get out of his car and go to push her. or, or no, Nobody did her. something. Not one thing. I'm, I'm shocked also when when that happens. And, and at the very least, I would have done at the very least <clears throat> is to slowly drive by with my window down. Are you okay? Can I help in any way? Mm-hmm. Yep. Not, because nothing. I assume you all have phones. You've, you've called 911. Um, you know, da, 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 you probably, I'll just be in the way. I mean, if I, if I stop right here, but if you do need help, I will help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, the other day, God, that's just so weird. There was a 144th and Dodge. There was a guy on one of the corners and that's going over, you know, if you're on 144th street, yeah, you're going over it. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy on one of the on-ramps and he was, he was throwing these huge pieces of concrete and cracking them open and throwing them in the roadway. At cars. What? And I went, I was on the farthest away lane from him when I drove by, and I'm like, what the are you doing? And I'm like, wait a minute. Right. So I turned around and came back and went back through again. And so I pulled off and I, and I called 911 because he was at, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And right as I got connected with the operator, though, somebody showed up. One of the police officers, actually two cars showed up and they blocked everybody. And they're like, whoa, dude. <laughs> this like, is what stop. are you crazy so somebody was having a, 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 a He was having an episode of some sort. But I'm just like, I didn't see anybody else. It was just like people were driving by and they weren't even looking. They didn't even see him for a lot of people. They didn't even just see not, what's just happening. Just checked out. Yeah, they just, just drove right on by. You know, and I'm like, I just want to make sure that, okay, wait, they're here now. The police are here, so... Yeah. All good. And you just find it interesting, though, that sometimes you see something like that, you automatically just, you want you aren't going to do something stupid, but at least to try to get their attention. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just <clears> holding <throat> your phone up is a great idea. Well, and I, and I wish I had, vi- we would, never would have been videoing fast enough to oh, actually I, get his, his, him hitting her. But, I know. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the, as soon as he did, one. that's the first thing I did. I'm We're like, Facebook Live right now, huh, That's Rob? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. And, and what was, what was, um, wow. and after it all got, like we got done and we went and got our, of course got our pizza. 
and we're sitting there talking about it. <laughs> and I and I don't think you know the the first thing I th- I think of after it all calms down is my is Soph being in that situation. Yeah, you never know. And then the fact that if we hadn't done that, he probably would have hit her again because he was yeah. he was rolled back. His eyes were he was seeing enraged. red. He was enraged for whatever reason. Maybe she was antagonist. Who knows? But I mm. I, I really believe that because nobody else. I, nobody else did anything. So if we didn't instantly roll our window down, screaming at this guy to get, to get off of her, I really think that he would have hit her again. It yeah. would have probably escalated. I think for a lot of people too, they're they're afraid, and I don't blame them. They're because there's not only of of what when somebody is that enraged of because they're crazy mm-hmm. at that point they're crazed. Yeah, and you're you don't know what they're capable of, but also. There's also, you know, legalities of it too. You know, there's also, you know, what if you, what if you getting out of your car, stopping your car cars is another accident. And, and it's like anymore and everything, everybody's videoing everything. I hate when I see those videos of people fighting, mm-hmm. regardless of the instance, it's New York city. And look at this guy is beating up these, uh, these three guys are beating this kid up and this and that. I'm like, mm-hmm. would you all put your phones down mm-hmm. or call 911 instead of videoing? Yeah. Just, you know, did you already? I doubt you did. Because they, it's like, it's almost this, this animalistic to mm-hmm. the death, you yeah. know, Greco Roman. Do I don't know what you want to call do it. Do it for the likes. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and somebody's wanting to get that, like this, like it always was said in the news if it bleeds, it leads. Yep. Right? So everybody's looking for that gotcha to, to get it on, on tape. And it's just, ugh. I can't yeah. watch them. Cannot stand Yeah, I can't either. It's hard to watch. Holy smoke. Well, my goodness. So yeah. now where do I go with that? Where yeah. do I go with that? Where do I go? I'll tell you where I will go with that real quick because we talked about this last week real quick and I just wanted to throw something out there. That, that show on Netflix, which one of Stranger Things is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Paper Girls is on Amazon. Okay. Watched all eight episodes this weekend. Awesome. It is awesome. It really is very good. Paper um, Girls, okay. It's a great, great storyline. It leaves a great cliffhanger ready for season two. Brad Pitt is one of the producers. Oh, cool. And so know. is Sandra O. Oh. Sweet. I That's saw their two names as, a, weird as combo. Uh, executive producers in the credit. Yeah, I'm the one that reads the credits. Because um, I'm just curious who else involved with this stuff. I'm just, you know, whatever. But I was like. I think you spelled nosy wrong, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they put it out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. They put it out there. They're oh like, whatever, because they legally have to. They don't expect <laughs> anybody to read it. I'm just curious as to who built that backdrop. What production company in San Antonio? I'm just curious. Well, I will tell you this. If you're curious about. The Nebraska Prostate Cancer Alliance and their car show, which is coming up this Sunday. Their information is on their Facebook page. Centris Federal Credit Union is bringing it back. Uh, super excited for that. They've been doing this for a number of years, over a decade. And they want everybody to come on out because this is a really important event. As a matter of fact, we're going to have a special guest coming on later on this week mm-hmm. yeah. um, to give us a little more detail about the whole show and why they do it yeah and it, right it's a life-saving event for many people it has been um so you can go to their website centrusfcu.org or on their facebook page mm-hmm. um you can call them at 402-334-7000 um only local banks can do stuff locally like this events and these guys yeah. are 100 local they are they are they and they really take it to heart too when they're involved with these kind of things yeah and they still have that 3.99 percent rate if you're thinking of a refinance or or looking at buying you can still lock that in you might have some homework to do to get to that point where you're qualified and, and you, you can get it, but you still have time because that's good through the end of the month. Yeah, so get on the website and do it now. Absolutely. Um, one last, just a couple of last notes before we, we move forward here real quick. Um, Nichelle Nichols passed away over the weekend. Lieutenant O'Hara on Star Trek. Mm-hmm. There was a lot, of, a lot of really cool stuff that was written about her 
and her role um, as a black actress and lead role, but she was on Star Trek. And an interesting story that I found about her, just real quick, because one of the other stories also was that there was the first interracial kiss on television. It wasn't. Um, it but wasn't? they were given credit for I that. I heard that this morning, yeah. Yeah, it was not. There were several others that had happened before that, but for some reason that one got all the credit. Um, it was seen as groundbreaking. It said, even though, even though, okay, in the in the episode itself, I had forgotten about this, because in the episode itself, it was when they were dealing with some aliens that, that worked in tele, telekinesis, right? So they were they never spoke out loud. They could only, you remember them? They were really super tall. They I were don't. just bigger brains. And anyway, <laughs> um, they forced the two to kiss. By using telekinesis. So it wasn't like it was a, a it was thing. their idea. No, on top of, they, they were for, it was, it was, says it was portrayed as being forced by alien telekinesis. I'm just saying. But anyway. <laughs> um, so but one of the stories that was in here about her, uh, and she had a, an amazing life. She did a lot of stuff besides Star Trek. That's what everybody knows her for. But along the way, she had decided she was going to quit Star Trek. And, and Star Trek was only on three seasons. Jeez. How can that be? That that just blows right? my That's mind. That's insane. That it, was, it was only three seasons, and she was, I think, 66 to 69 was when it was on. And in that time, she had thought about moving on because she wanted to do something else, and it was a chance meeting. I believe she was with Martin Luther King Jr. and basically telling her, don't, please don't, because in this role that you're in and you you got it. It wasn't written for a woman. It wasn't written for a black woman. It wasn't written for anybody of particular skin color. You got it because of your skills and because of how you acted. Because if you leave, they can replace you with God knows what, maybe another alien. Mm -hmm. oh. Right? Uh, yeah. Because she was in that role not because. And that was why he was like, that's why it was so important that she stay in that role because it wasn't That's written awesome. yeah. just for a black woman and, and everybody on the bridge, you know, they were all of all, well, Spock, obviously, right. Mm -hmm. They were from everywhere. Um, but that, that to me is like, Oh my God, I never thought of it like that. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so, cool. Very cool. Sweet. So guests in the studio today, let's just start Patrick Stibbs. Since you're here, and we knew you were going to talk, that's why you got your own microphone. <laughs> you could tell when Pat's coming because all the squirrels go quiet in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's so insane. I knew it. I knew it was like, there's a, a weird silence in the yeah, area. Oh, Stibbs must be coming because it's going to explode here. in a second. It's, it's, it's like the thing before the storm. What do they call it? Where it's real quiet and then the storm. The calm. <laughs> Thank you. It'd be the calm before one. the storm. <laughs> the call? Yes, the call before oh, the storm. Oh, man. Sorry. Okay, we're going to let you do the introductions. All right. you brought... You brought respectable friends. These, yes, and I don't have very many of those. So I know, it's, it's, so don't it's blow unique. it. Yeah, well, most of my friends are in radio, and you'll know why they're not respectable. Wow. Right? Yeah, wow. there's people out there that might debate that. I, yeah. <laughs> I would like to introduce Mr. Eric Hover and Mr. Chad Bischoff. Let's give them a yeah, round of applause. Absolutely. Oh, thank and, you, Patrick. And we have a history with both of you. We, we do, do indeed. <laughs> we, do, we just realized that we did we did a project together 16 years ago. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. That is crazy. We we played ourselves, I think, right? Or and not necessarily as radio people on a, a movie that was produced locally. Yeah, Kitty Cats yeah. and Exit Signs. My, uh -huh. my first yeah. ever uh, feature acting role. Oh my god! And uh, uh, Eric Dwight and Chad Bring. Yeah. They they gave me my first uh, movie acting role, and you guys were in the movie, and you guys were great in it. Actually, you guys were like a big through line of this story yeah, of the that, movie. Kind of, yeah, you're right. It was. We were. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was not, yeah. I mean, I always think it's funny that when people play themselves, and they're like, "Oh my god, you did such a great job." I'm like, well, <laughs> I would hope me. so. I would hope so. Hey, but he's still like like my mentor Eni Clemens, yeah. who we work with, says you still got to be in the moment. That's right. true. Yeah. 
been rehearsing my entire life for that. Right. <laughs> big shot. You forgot about it. <laughs> I well, yeah, totally nice job. forgot about it. Totally You've had did. so many more 15 minutes of fame moments mm. since then, though. You guys are Omaha legends, mm. and I've, I've always loved listening to you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thank yeah, you thanks for so having much. Us. No, I, I'm glad you guys thought of us and, and wanted to share the information, share the news, and share what's coming up. Um, who wants to start where? What, what, where do you want to? Well, I mean, you know, we, you know, Chad and I have worked together for a long time. We've been friends for 20 years, been uh, recently over the last probably five years, been introduced to Patrick and, you know, being from Omaha and being able to collaborate with my friends. And now Chad and I have made you know, seven movies together. It's crazy. This was our first one together and we've made six since then. So the movie, it snows all the time has taken its own journey in the same way that what of what the movie's about, which mm-hmm. is my dad's long battle with Alzheimer's disease or mm-hmm. frontotemporal dementia specifically in his case. And so when Chad and I came together on this movie seven years ago, the movie was developed. We had a script, we had funding, we had a cast. We just didn't, I just didn't have anybody who knew how to then take what we'd already built and actually yeah. execute that budget here in in my hometown, which is where we wanted to shoot. And Chad was able to do that. So super blessed to have mm-hmm. this guy as a friend and a, and a longtime collaborator now. And this being such a personal story, I've always felt like it was in really good hands with him. Mm-hmm. And so now with, with Patrick, uh, you know, giving us this, this platform with you guys to be able to spread the word because movie was made here in Omaha, local crew, local actors. We brought people in. It's a real movie and, and about a true uh, story of an Omaha family. When did, when did this all start? start for you the whole night before the movie when did this all start for you as far as the, the when as the movie started or my dad's your dad so yeah my dad first started showing sign, signs of dementia 13 years ago what, what were and he was young yeah 58 that's too young any age is any age i don't you don't nobody wants to see yeah. it right way too young yeah too my young. grandmas had both had it so i dealt with it with one grandma who was in her 70s and another grandma who was in her 80s when she got i didn't know it could happen that younger so it was my own education my own like bewilderment like wait well, this my dad he's working full time he's he works out he reads books he travels he's got it all together and what's happening to him right what so, were what were your first like I'm sure there were there were signs that you look back now and you're like, oh, now I see. Because it, it probably took a minute before it registered. Absolutely. You know, we, you know, we first really started noticing when he would forget certain things that we just knew he knew the answers to. And, and being in entertainment, all of us, right? Mm-hmm. If I say Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. you'd probably be able to name a movie that Robert De Niro is in, right? I hope so. I know. Yeah. I'm not, or, or in this case, like, yeah, say, you know. I know what you mean. There's certain yeah. things that you just, you know, you I know. I say Chris Pratt, you say Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So my dad, my, my dad wouldn't, wasn't able to name a movie that one of his favorite actors was in. My, one of my dad's favorite actors. Was it something that he, he recognized I can't remember. Or was it more That's that's also a great question is he never really acknowledged or I don't even know if he knew that he had dementia. I'm sure he probably had an idea that something was going on. Right. And and we, and to this day, you know, we don't know if it was a, it was a defense mechanism for him to protect us from what he maybe had a feeling was happening. Mm. But then it got to the point where he would get lost driving. And that was the the next big thing. Mm. About a month later, it was over Christmas. We were in our neighborhood and he got lost in, in a neighborhood that he'd been in, you know, right. for 30 years. Right. That's, that's the, I guess the, the part that you try to decipher, you try to understand is, do you understand that you forgot, you know, it, and, and is there a frustration of, I should know this 
or is there a frustration of, or is it just, just a blank? Just like, where am I? And that's the mystery of, of the disease. And wow. you know, the Alzheimer's Association who has in, in, endorsed and, and, and just given their blessing on this movie for its accuracy of the portrayal of the disease, they're constantly you know, trying to educate and mm-hmm. raise awareness so that when people do recognize these early signs, hopefully they can take you know, some of that action. Because we, we recognized it, and we got my dad checked pretty soon, but we, he, he'd already sh- he was already showing symptoms at that point think there's something to be said about making sure that we're really paying attention to how 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 we're living mm-hmm. and and those people around us who are looking out for us and hopefully we can recognize these these yeah. this this before it really gets to the point where where my dad was right oh my goodness all right so that was 13 years ago he started showing symptoms yeah and then nine years ago um, I was approached with the idea of of making a movie about it and about my family and my dad's struggle and our reaction to his disease. Because at the end of the day, we wanted to tell a story about a man with Alzheimer's, but also a story about a family coming closer together through a very difficult situation. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes this film a lot more unique than some of the other films that have tackled this a similar issue is you know, the research that went in with the National Alzheimer's Association but the fact that all of the actors and filmmakers are, were very tied personally to the disease and the fact that we took time, not only in the scripting phase, but even in the production and editing phase, you know, we spent a lot of time in editing, even recrafting parts of the story mm. to make sure that we were following it very accurately. So not only was it a true story about Eric's you know, family, but it was also very honest to the disease. And I think that's what you know, sets this film apart. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is that it had to be terribly difficult. On the other side, though, you've got to be so happy you have it. And and I think I appreciate you recognizing that because having kind of a love letter to my dad up on the screen, and you know, you know, regardless of of whatever happens with the movie, you know how 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 much you know it does, how much money it makes, how many people see it, you know, those are all great, and and that's part of filmmaking. But the actor who plays my dad in this movie, Brett Cullen, who people know from Joker, who people know from most recently from Winning Time on HBO, he truly cared about getting it right. And he spent his own time and his own money to spend with my dad, flying himself here oh my to get to know my dad, spending a whole That's weekend awesome. with him. Yeah, walking around the neighborhood, getting his walk down, getting his, his, his singing and his dance moves down. Right. Caring. And because we found out that Brett had been caring for his own mother who had Alzheimer's. Oh, my God. For, so you didn't for, know that when it... Not when, oh we took the, not when we first met with him. Yeah. He, he took care of his mother for 14 years. Jeez. As a working actor, traveling all over the world, working, he took care of his mom. Wow. And he was drawn to that material to honor his mom. But also when he met my dad, they look so much alike. He goes, well, you know, I have to do this. I have to, you know, I have to help share the story. And he's just, he was a godsend because no matter what we did, getting the right guy to play my dad was the biggest yeah. thing. And that was the piece of the puzzle that really, really made it go. Right. Yeah, that's the key. That's, that has to be such a daunting task as an actor <laughs> to be not only to be asked to portray somebody real, but somebody who's real and alive, right? You, yeah. I mean, you're, you're literally, it's not your interpretation of this person because everybody knows this person. There's, there's people that you're working with that know this person. So yep. you have to be mm-hmm. right. Well, and, that's, yeah. and, 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 you know, that's, that's one thing that was really interesting. We, we would be on set shooting and I'd have family members that would show up to watch mm. the, the shooting 
And all of a sudden, they would just leave. They would just walk away. And Brett was like, what happened to your aunt and uncle? Why? And, and he actually asked them later, they go, well, you, you reminded us so much of it Ed. It was too close. You reminded us yeah. so much wow. of it. We saw Eric's dad. We saw Ed be tough. up there, right there on that camera, because li- he literally embodied him. Wow. The, if wow. you don't mind, I want to jump in. I can't tell the story, but I want Eric to. Mm-hmm. It's, please share the story about the handshake between Brett, because that, that to me is one of the, I think, coolest moments, because it was such a a moment before we started filming. Uh, I appreciate you bringing that up. This was something that was interesting because some, something about dementia or Alzheimer's, it, it's a person is not their disease. So it changes the behavior of somebody. So my dad was always just, you know, very warm, you know, hugs and, and he'd shake people's hand. He'd look them in the eye. And, and while being a quiet man and to himself, he also just carried himself with a lot of grace and a lot of self-respect. And so, as he got into the disease, you know, he would start to detach a little bit and there wouldn't, and, and he wouldn't really engage with people as much. And then the aphasia sets in, so he can't really talk as much. And I, so I'm going to pause you just for a minute. Cause for a lot of people, that word aphasia wouldn't have, I didn't register. I didn't even know what it was until Bruce Willis recently when he was diagnosed and they, well, he was probably diagnosed before, but they finally announced it. Yeah. And, and that's what caused me to look it up. Cause I had no idea what that was. Yeah. Um, and had to look it up and now I'm so sad, you know, cause it's just like, this is, and they've obviously known for a while, but yeah. for a lot of people that kind of like, Oh wait, can't I just find heard that. the word. You can't yeah. find the words to, you know, mm-hmm. I know that's a computer sitting next to you. I know this is a microphone, but somebody with aphasia, they can't actually connect what that object is that they're looking at, or that person or that person's right. name. But they know, they know, they know, and they know, they know. <gasps> so Brett showed up and he shows up to first, you know, meet my dad and, and start doing his research for the role. And he walks into the house and it's, it's like, oh, my gosh, how is dad going to react to this big man who's his size in his house who he's never met? And Brett walks up very, very respectfully to my dad. He goes, hi, Ed. I'm, my name is Brett. I'm going to be playing you in this movie. And my dad looks at him, and he shook his hand. He goes, okay. That was the first time he'd really shook hands or touched any, anybody wow. outside of our immediate family in a really long time. So they had a, they had a very real connection from the very beginning. And right. Brett, when he would show up to set every day, cause we shot exteriors at my parents' house hmm. at my, at the house I grew up in, Brett would check in with my dad every morning before he went on set. He'd knock on the door and he'd say to my mom, hi, Jerry, you mind if I say hi to Ed real quick? And he'd go in and he says, Hey, he'd say, Hey, Ed, just wanted to check in and say hi really quick. I'm about to go to set. It was his way of connecting to my dad before he then went into the wow. role. Mm-hmm. I want to wow, ask you guys, cool. you mentioned wow. that you were approached um, to make this movie about you. Who first approached you guys, and how did that all come about? Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, and, and he's he's no longer involved with the project, but I think the point was that I hadn't thought about doing a movie like this about my family until somebody just in conversation mentioned it. And and, and I will say that while, while that part isn't as crucial to the filmmaking process for us, just to be up front, mm-hmm. what happened was once the idea was, was, in, was in my head, because that's a whole other story about how the movie even got made. And, and, and I can make another movie on that. But I will say this. Sometimes people don't have the best of intentions. And the first person who ever mentioned making a movie about this, I found out later, didn't have the best of intentions. They were almost kind of preying on my pain of what I was going through with my dad. But here's what happened, right? Once the idea was in my head and I'd start to talk to people about, hey, what do you think about making this movie about, about, about a real true story about a guy who gets early onset Alzheimer's dementia. I started getting like some really good feedback on that. So, so 
when I approached Eric Watson and Jay Janoni to write the screenplay, mm-hmm. Eric Watson, who wrote and produced Pie with Darren Aronofsky, Requiem for a Dream, he wow. produced The Fountain with Hugh Jackman. Uh, we found out that his grandmother had Alzheimer's disease. Mm. And, and if I'm getting that wrong, Eric, and you hear this, if it was your grandma or your grandpa, I'm really sorry, but I know that you had a grandparent who had it. And so they came on board to write the screenplay based on my story. And it was such an honest, real look at what my dad was going through and what my family was going through. Whatever happened with the first guy who didn't have the best of intentions, that's yeah. a blessing. Yeah. That's a blessing that I had to go through that to get to guys like Eric and Jay who absolutely from the beginning had the best of intentions. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's cool. And right. then, and then, yeah. and then it all came together from there. Yeah. Whether or not he knows it. Hollywood's yeah. not full of all right. honest people. <laughs> Was it? I mean, it kind of tied in just uh, with us and our transition. Some things don't happen to you. They happen for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So exactly. we have to go through That's really it. hard things. And what's interesting, I had to go through the pain of my mm-hmm. dad's illness mm-hmm. to be able to maybe come out the other side in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a positive way to be able to show something positive from a really, really tough experience. Mm-hmm. The same thing goes with making the movie, all the hard times of getting a movie made, all that we went through, me, Chad, Eric, Jay, Brett, all of us, all the crew who worked 15-hour days overnight here in Omaha because they they wanted to be there, and the cast who showed up for no money, but they had a family member who had the disease. I can't even explain, as my as my friend, he says, God's divine orchestration of how that all came together because mm-hmm. the hard times of making the movie led to the movie being done and coming out on Friday, July 29th, after first thinking of it nine years ago. Thank and God. my dad passing away last August. When he passed away, we were then able to finish the story. Of oh, the my gosh. Wow. So you're coming up on the one-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, yeah. how much can you, right? It's just That's like you're packing a lot of stuff. Almost a year to the day, you know, of his passing, the movie's coming out. Like, what is that, right? You know he's going to be watching this. Absolutely. Um, yes. Right? Yes. And, uh, go ahead. You back. obviously have Brett Cullen, an amazing actor, but you also have... Leslie Ann Warren in this movie, who is Love an her. amazing actress. Golden Globe winner. Oh, Oscar my gosh. Nominee. Yeah. How did that come about? How did you yeah. get her? You know, we were, we were fortunate. You know, our casting directors were, were just awesome at, at, at sending us uh, people who and actors who they thought, hey, could this person play this role? And uh, Taryn Manning was already in the movie. Love her. Yep. Okay. And, and, and her. Yep. And she's amazing in it. <laughs> yes. She plays such a heartfelt through line of the story. And then uh, Taryn's manager at the time was like, hey, what do you think of Leslie Ann Warren? And then that all came together from there. Oh my God. Yeah. That is yeah. fantastic. And, and then, then we have Tatiana. Sterling and then Sterling, Sterling Knight, who came from and Disney. And, and I mean, Sterling Knight Wilson from the Joey. Disney world to this. He's Sterling no, Knight, just... who's going to be here in Omaha for our screening tomorrow. He's just amazing in this movie as as to play playing my little brother. He dealt with it his in his family as well, and he wanted yeah. to kind of do something different. And it just all came together. John Beasley, Omaha oh, legend, no our way. friend, yes. my my just my <laughs> dear friend John Beasley, who would be there tomorrow night. But he's and here's the other thing: he's doing the Notebook in Chicago right now. Seriously, the play. It's so wow. he and he is like one of those guys. I think uh, I saw him. I ran into him at Hybe once. <laughs> Did you, you, know, you know what I mean? I yeah. mean, just like he's not, it's not Mr. Big Man. He's I, not we Mr. Just, Star. We and it's like, oh this. my God, that's John Beasley. Yeah. We talked about this but, on the Turkey Bowl episode. Yes. And yes, nobody where? ever, <laughs> nobody, nobody approached him. Nobody, because there's on uh, uh, yeah. utmost respect, right? I mean, Same. they knew who it was, you know, but it was just like, this is his community. That's his town, you know? And, and just and got a street named after him. I mean, yeah. come on, he's got a street named after exactly. him because of what he's done for this city. 
That's and I'm I'm guessing it sounds like almost everybody involved with this has been touched one way or another by this in their families. Um, but you also I see I see so many so many great things coming out of this because there's going to be people that are going to see this that that are going to feel like oh my god somebody else is going through the same thing or that's exactly how it was for me or or they've never had it in their lives and maybe they're just now finding out that yeah. this is something they're going to be approaching on yeah. It. You yeah, know, that's what you know. I, look, you know, the, the movie educates, but it, I, hopefully, it 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 maybe invokes some kind of inspiration to do something or yeah. take some take some action. Donate money to alz.org, whatever that is, to help this. Because here's the thing: six million Americans have this right now. There's a, another eleven million caregivers, like my mom, mm-hmm. who took care of my dad for almost twelve years, twenty four seven in the home. My little yeah. brother actually moved back in to help, but it wasn't until my dad really took a fall where he couldn't get up on his own and my mom couldn't lift him because he's such a big guy mm-hmm. that, that 12 years into the disease, my mom finally had in-home care. And there's companies like Right at Home right here in Omaha. They have 600 locations. They actually send people who care into your home to help care for the person mm-hmm. so that they have they can have their dignity of life and still stay in their home for as long as possible. And that's I'm so glad you brought that up because I've seen that happen time and again because the family feels not obligated, but because they, they, they're, they're like, I'm not going to let somebody else take care of my mom or I'm not going to, I'll, I'll take care of them. And it's like, you need to be their daughter. Yes. You don't need to be their caregiver. And it, that's, and they're the professionals that, you know, let them come in and do that. And, and you're right. It is so much more common now and so much easier to get that help. And it's okay to have somebody come in and help you out, right? It's okay. Yes. I want to ask Chad real quick. Uh, Chad, as a producer on the film, what was... What was one of the biggest obstacles you had to overcome uh, involved with this project? <laughs> I know there, are, I well, know no, there are a lot of obstacles in, in getting movie. Where made. do I begin? I know, but what was what, what do you think one of the biggest hurdles? Well, were? I mean, Eric, I mean, to his credit, did a lot of the early heavy lifting. I mean, by the time I got it, it, it became I became involved. It was more execution, mm-hmm. and there were a few other people that had been attached to the project before before me and. And they kept saying, no, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And, and when Eric called me and said, please, can you take a look at this? I looked over all the details. I said, well, one, we have to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then two, yeah, I can do it. And it became about managing. So making movies is about what do you give and take on? You know, where do we say no here? Where do we add here? You know, we changed in the original script. There was this big baseball scene with... Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of extras and thirty thousand people, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was this epic scene that changed. (laughs) We simplified it a little bit, Mm -hmm. and I think it's things like that that you just have to make those decisions that don't affect the heart of a film, Mm -hmm. but that can get you the same feeling and the same end result without blowing your budget in wrong areas. Mm -hmm. And so um, you can keep the stakes high, whether like in real life, my dad got you know, lost at a 30,000 person baseball game mm. in our movie without giving too much away. He gets lost in a very remote area mm-hmm. and, and that's the stakes are the same. He's lost. We have to find him. Which in the end, yeah. happy accident, because I personally, I feel that that, that intimacy that came into the moment before that happened, mm-hmm. the connective tissue actually makes the film feel a lot more heartfelt in what leads up to that rather than just some big flashy moment. And mm-hmm. so in film there's you know happy accidents. And, and, and I can't let Chad get off, you know, you know, he's not going to say this, but Chad saved the movie more than once. Uh, you know, when when you have 
this much money to make a movie and you keep hearing you can't get it made for this much. You can't <laughs> get it made for this much. Well, if I listen to every person who said I can't do this, then then or anybody who listens right. to that. Like if anybody's listening who's a filmmaker and you and you want something and you really want to get it made, then you just got to say I'm going to do it and you're going to have people like you can't do it. Well, then do you want to do it? Then you do it. And so Chad was just a blessing that came into my life, mm. and he actually was able to execute this movie for the money we had and came in under budget. And that's a lot. It takes a ton of talent as a producer to do that. Wow. And also as yeah. a creative producer as well, in addition to being, a, you know, being the production manager on this, he understood the vision and the creativity, and he cared about making sure we executed the vision to make sure it was an authentic story about my dad and my family, right. all while... Managing this budget and well, this managing crew. the budget that's just taking a problem off their plate it's and a, saying, you know what, let's let's keep it under budget. Yeah. So that's one less thing we have to stress about. Yeah. So but, we know that yeah. that's handled right. But then yeah. comes all the department stuff because at the end of the day, the budget dictates the departments, the props, mm-hmm. the wardrobe, hair, makeup, actors, Tough every decisions. who's flying in, what's you know this and that. Um, but at the end of the day, every decision was first point, what's going to make the film better? Mm-hmm. And that was the same thing. Tatiana Ali came in. You know, she was on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. She comes in for a couple of days because you know, she believed in the project mm-hmm. and, and spent some time with us. But it was like, we have to do that. Oh, my gosh. And so you just you, you move with the you ebb and flow, and that's, mm-hmm. that's how you get things done. And, again, don't ever listen just to back this up. <laughs> Anybody out there has any aspiration mm-hmm. in film or anything that – People are telling you no on. People say you can't be a you can't be a novelist. Oh, you can't yeah. you can't be on radio. You can't you can't make you can't, money. You can't, at that. Yeah, you can't. You, can't, you, you can't, can't get that done. Yeah, yeah. and that's, even if they, even if they don't, it's, say it's, it's crap. I mean, yeah. you, you have to whatever your believe aspiration in yourself is, and go for it. There's always going to be somebody that's going to say no. Yeah, they're they're just and and it's like they want you to be in the same place they are. <laughs> right, and even if they don't say specifically you can't, if they don't show their support, sometimes people take that personally. I, I was I was so blessed to have so much support of our investors and my family, getting my mom and dad's blessing to even make the movie, mm-hmm. having my brothers who are willing to have their stories also portrayed to the world, and, and surrounding friends and family where certain characters are based on them. Having that support and having this, this city of Omaha as a support system, yeah. having places like Right at Home that support people like my mom to give her time away from not just being the caregiver, but also being a wife again and, and mm. being able to just have a little bit of relief. Having people like you who, who, who actually like support the arts, it just means mm. the world to me, all the support we've had. Nope, 100%. And anybody that doesn't, one of my, a great friend of ours, and she's on our show on occasion, and, and she, uh, she always says just when, when somebody can't give you what you need, understand they don't have it in them right now. It's, it's, it, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And, you know, like if somebody cancels on you, if somebody says no, it's probably a gift. And, and it's, yes. you know what, take it and just and go forward. It's, it's not worth being upset over because it wasn't, even if it was intentional, even if it was, that's how, you know, how you internalize it is where it's going to come. But sometimes people just aren't in a place where they can do it. There's a great quote from Henry Ford, the card guy, way back in 1912, whatever. And it still holds true today. His mm-hmm. quote is, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. You're always right. Wow. Wow. You're always right. That's an amazing quote from Patrick Stewart. It is. It is. I love that quote. Honestly, that's I one of my favorite. I literally have that, quote. Have that yeah. quote hanging in my yeah. office. It is. And, and it's like that is And I see it every day. Correct. I'm like, every time somebody says no, like what Eric yeah. said, you can't do this here. You can't sell a script mm-hmm. in Nebraska. You can't whatever. And I look at that quote and you're like, you know what? 
Heck, I can't. Do you have can days and can't days? Does your mood at the moment <laughs> and, and how much coffee you had dictate right? which way you're going to go that day? What time of day, day do you look at the sign? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting that you brought up mm-hmm. that, that amazing quote by Henry Ford because one of like the characters in our movie is this old Ford pickup truck. My dad's <laughs> nine, my, really? my, yes. my, my dad's 1955 wow. Ford F100 mm-hmm. pickup truck is is actually in the movie oh as gosh. as almost like a character in the movie where the father and the son played mm-hmm. by you know a younger version of myself and Brett Cullen <laughs> are are trying to get this old truck running wow. and that was a, that was something that we were trying to do for years in my mm-hmm. family yeah, but that was your real truck right it was a real truck that's i mean that was your truck. dad's real truck it's real yeah. truck that's awesome and that's so, fantastic yeah. oh yeah. my gosh all right so details again when where how can people see it and and it, go to the theater if you can? And I get it because I'm just as guilty as anybody. I'm such a stay at home person. I'm like, when's it streaming? Yeah, yeah. I want to. <laughs> well, we're luck- can lucky. I pay to get it? Can I just stream it yeah, and I'll pay for no, it? We're, like, we're, <laughs> we're fortunate, you know. We so we have a day and date release, which means that there's a few theaters around the country that are having it. And we'd love for people to go fill those seats, right? But then also those who aren't going out yet or, or just want to watch it at home, it's literally on the same day coming out on streaming on Apple, Prime Video, um, Spectrum, That's Cox, like 30, 30, plus different, 30 plus different platforms. Anywhere you can watch movies, this mm-hmm. movie is available to, to be seen. Fantastic. Starting on Friday the 29th. Video July. on demand. Video, video on demand. demand. Yeah. Video is on is demand. there a certain time, by the way, Eric, that it starts on Friday when, when it comes out on video on demand? Is there a certain I time? I mean, it, it, it hits at midnight. Like at 12.01 a.m., yeah. I could watch it on Friday. Now, yeah. I will say, though, because this is on, uh, because we are recording this on the 28th, just to, to oh, right? Yes. We This is actually airing on the 1st. Oh, great. So it's It'll out already, there. It's already out. Guys, the movie's out it's there. It's out there. Yeah. You don't have to worry yeah. about wow. what time it's I coming to, like, out. I, like, I, I believe in living in the present moment. Right now, I'm in the future. Guys, the movie <laughs> is out right now. It snows all the time. Go to Apple, Prime Video, your local cable provider, all the VOD platforms. Redbox. Redbox. And I will say, I mean, and I will say yes, this everywhere. And I, I need to mention this. Mm-hmm. Every dollar that goes, that is spent, that people spend to, to buy this movie, rent this movie or see this movie, a portion mm-hmm. of that is going to Alzheimer's research. So if you spend money on our movie, mm-hmm. a portion of your dollars is going to research for a cure with the Alzheimer's association. All the more reason. Yeah. All the more reason. Give yeah. it, give it as a gift to a few people too. Yes, right. Absolutely. absolutely. That's Thank fantastic. You well, congratulations. Much. Appreciate you guys um, having us on. I, yeah. you know, I've been a big fan for a long time, as I said, and I just, I knew this was going to be a fun interview and I've just enjoyed every second of it. Thank you. I want, and hopefully you come back before the next 16 years goes by. <laughs> I'd love to. Okay. Oh, we will. All the time. Oh, we will. Well, the project you were all worked on way back in the day. Can you mention the title or not? Yeah, it's called Kitty Cats and Exit Signs. Yeah, Kitty did. Cats and Exit Signs. So what I'm thinking is, do we need oh, a no. sequel to that? Oh my oh, goodness. No. Wow. Kitty wow. Cats 2 Electric Boogaloo. Oh, I can geez. see. I, I, oh, I, I can oh, there see we go. Do you edit these podcasts? Yeah. It's, time to, <laughs> it's time to stop. It's no. time. I'm always edit it out. This yeah. is awesome, guys. Yeah. No, I appreciate this so much, guys, and it snows all the time. You know, That's something my dad said to me once, and that's where the title came from. So if you guys find that movie and, and have in your heart to, to watch it, we really are grateful. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Uh, all right, real quick before we go, um, it, weather is going to be a little warm this week. <laughs> a little warm this week and weekend, but... Uh, 
It's never too hot to go to, to Warner Park and see Storm Chasers play. Although, although I will say there will be a heat advisory in effect tomorrow. Yeah, I whatever, hopefully not this weekend. But there's a lot of shade and there's a lot of beer. Yeah, a lot of cool things you can drink and places you can go stand inside. You're fine. Storm Chasers, fantastic at Warner Park, uh, St. Paul in town. So get out there with the family, get the kids out, go yes. go enjoy some some baseball before school starts. I know, dude. A two weeks, two and a half weeks, just around the corner. I can't believe it. You got your last uh, high school student. I t- I told Soph that this weekend. I'm like, I got this is my last back to school season with shopping and school supplies and all that kind of stuff. She says, just wait till my freshman year. She's not going to go to college. Is she, mm, is she, she planning is. to go to college? Yeah, she is. She's going to, she, her, she's going to live in the dorms with um, some friends. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So definitely <sighs> because uh, their homestand this week was St. Paul and then they aren't back at home until for two weeks. It's almost close to when school's the twenty, The week of the 23rd. Is oh, the yeah. They're, yeah it's, they don't, they're not back then until school starts. So at least for some, most districts. Yeah. So this might be the... The swan song the for the summer, right? Dance. Holy so cow. So St. Paul's in town Tuesday, so tomorrow the 2nd through the 7th is what's going on. So be sure and check them out and say hi to Marty when you're out there. Yeah, say, yeah. <laughs> go, go track it down, Marty. Uh, thank you guys for listening today. Um, subscribe, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. Production.